Lasting recovery is rooted in wisdom, not strength. Today, Andy and I are going to be unpacking and starting a series of podcasts on developing a strategic action plan, uh, developing what you might call a healthy escape plan to keep you from going to those places that get you stuck so that you can continue to do the work that you're doing in your Celebrate Recovery Step Study and working the process. But sometimes we have to have an action plan to help us get to that platform to be able to create that space to deal with that so that we don't keep getting trapped. Today we're going to talk about developing a healthy escape plan. Well, welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast that shares hope and healing for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and relational journey through the life change stories and a variety of recovery topics, all centered on the Beatitudes where Jesus Christ says with his own lips, let me tell you how to be blessed. And we follow these Celebrate Recovery principles to, to face our hurts, hangups, and habits so that we can walk in freedom and healing so that we can live out our full potential and our purpose that God has for you, that he has for me, that he has for us. Hey, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney, and I am the ministry leader here at Fellowship Bible Church Rogers. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Welcome back. Excited about uh, jumping into this topic today. Uh, we recently uh, had a special topic night at our local Celebrate Recovery and and uh, unpack this. And we wanted to bring this to the podcast platform to give you something that you could listen to at your own leisure and, and maybe uh, understand a little bit uh, more clearly so that you can develop your own action plan. And so I got a great brother here in Christ uh, joining me in this conversation, Andy Petra. Thanks for being with us today, man. Thanks, Rodney. Hey, y'all. I am a grateful believer in Jesus, struggle with anxiety and depression and sexual addiction, and my name is Andy. Hey, Andy. So I remember uh, speaking this out loud in Celebrate Recovery. I know you, you taught down in Fayetteville. I taught at Rogers, but... When I made this statement um, that walking, uh, this whole idea of lasting recovery is rooted in wisdom, uh, not strength, I could almost kind of hear this uh, almost sigh of relief and maybe even surprise because our society kind of paints a different picture, doesn't it, on what lasting recovery you know even the works if you work it right yeah. and there is truth to that that we have a part in this but but the lasting sustainable recovery is rooted in wisdom not strength how does that hit your heart as you kind of just let that sit in your heart i know for me it uh it kind of hits me a little bit uh there is a little bit of an encouragement in that uh but there's also a little bit of discouragement in that too because, uh, and it's kind of for the same reason why uh, the powerless lesson, when I first walked through it, was uh, not the most encouraging thing because it just felt like, well, dang it, what can I do? Yeah. And, but realizing that uh, when I understand that my own strength isn't enough, mm -hmm. uh, that frees me up to be able to accept a strength that's outside of myself. Yeah. And so that phrase is in line with what we teach, but just that 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 little flip of, hey, don't rely on your own strength, but there is something that God has given us hmm. 
that we can hold on to. Yeah. And it's true strength found through applying the wisdom of God in our life. Yeah. Yeah, it's making sure the lead foot is not me just trying to be stronger, you know, to to walk into that space because the world is screaming kind of this posture of um, do better, be better, perform better, be stronger, <laughs> all these things. And, and it's kind of celebrated by our world. And so now we come into a recovery uh, circle. It can be a little bit disorienting because it's, we have our whole life life been trained um, and we've seen it modeled that you've got to just be stronger and everything will get better. Well, yeah, because weakness isn't an option. Yeah. Uh, no matter it's our jobs, it's our families and stuff. Weakness, weakness isn't an option that the world gives us. And so the only other choice is that we have to be strong. We have to be put together. We have to be able to do it. And, yeah. and you know, it, it, especially infiltrates our culture here like it's just that's just who we are mm -hmm. is we you know in even the movies and stories that we love it's the overcomers it's gladiator it's uh john wick uh, some people say that that's not a great work of film but i would debate them on that uh <laughs> another topic <laughs> yeah i know but but seriously those are the things that we celebrate and so when we the idea of uh the idea of wisdom not strength yeah when our whole world is shouting at us strength that it, it perks our ears up a little bit yeah so it's a little bit in, and i've said this many times but that it's a lot easier to accomplish than it is to surrender and so surrender requires me giving up on myself giving up on my way of doing things and just coming to that realization that my way is not working Wisdom says that there's a higher power in Jesus Christ that can can yeah. give it to me. Yeah, that can guide me if I'll surrender to Him. So, so we were kind of uh, just unpacking this, and and we kind of hit one of these proverbs when we were when we were speaking on this recently. But really, all the proverbs kind of touch on this multiple <laughs> times. Don't yeah. we see it in four, five, seven? Uh, it's kind of a and it's kind of an indicator of that same message. And and by the way, I mentioned this uh, to some guys recently. What a great um, practice for you if you just picked one proverb. Maybe you know July first, uh, Proverbs one. July second, Proverbs two, and just read a Proverbs because you're going to get something out of that. There's just so much wisdom in that, but. But we've been talking about this. There's this pretty vivid picture, and I don't want to get too descriptive on it because I don't want to create a trigger for anybody. But the scripture is pretty honest. I mean, they're, you know, Solomon is speaking to these younger men. And I love just that picture of kind of the sponsor mentality, is, is, and it has nothing to do with age, it has everything to do with kind of where we are in our journey. He's speaking to these younger men, and he's saying, He's kind of, let me paint this picture for you of, of strength versus wisdom. And he's painting this picture of being um, this woman's uh, husband has left town and, and she's trying to lure him into this neighborhood. And let me be clear, this is not a man or woman uh, issue here. This is a, don't get, don't get hung up on this as a woman and a man. This can go both ways. Uh, this, yeah. this is a principle. So, but in this in this scenario, the woman is trying to lure him into that neighborhood, and uh, the scriptures are pretty pretty vivid. I mean, 
you know, at first he's trying everything he can not to go. I'm not going to, I'm going to be strong this time. I'm not going to go. And she starts upping her game, you know, the fragrance, the honey on her lips. I mean, the, she's, she's doing everything she can to the rose petals and try to get him in to that neighborhood. And, and his strength at, at some point becomes, it's not good enough. Oh yeah. And so what does he do? He gives in and he's in the neighborhood and, and just this picture, uh, it's a pretty vivid picture, but just, you know, a full on lock kiss and just imagine that she's vomiting in your mouth. And I know that's, if you're listening to this and you're having your breakfast, I apologize, <laughs> <laughs> but if you weren't listening, maybe you're listening now, but that's that's kind of how the recovery process is. If we think we're strong enough to go hang out in those neighborhoods, strength says, I can go hang out in those neighborhoods and this time I won't do it. Wisdom says, stay the heck out of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's such a good point that you say that 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 message, you know, anytime that we're we're reading the Bible and, and God repeats himself. It's Pay almost attention. like he's saying, like, hey, I'm going to say it again so that you get it. <laughs> and it, you know, it says it in Proverbs 4, Proverbs 5, Proverbs 7. Like, it, it's all over the place. And yeah. it's not just in Proverbs. And, and I think one of the reasons why God is doing that is to give us a warning that, look, those neighborhoods that you're tempted to go to. And what I love about those stories is it's not just about sexual temptation. It's a great example of what all temptation does to us. Right. And, you know, it's that idea that when we lean on our own strength, we we can believe that we can hang out in those bad neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It's that idea of I'm going to hang out in the bar, but it's okay. I'm just going to play pool. I'm just going to listen to the jukebox. Yeah. And But if we hang out in those bad neighborhoods long enough, uh, the enemy is going to continually, persistently tempt us. Mm -hmm. And eventually we're going to give in. Yeah. And so strength says, I'm fine. I've got this. Yeah. I maybe have a little bit of recovery under my belt, so I can hang out in this space now. Mm -hmm. But wisdom says, no, get the heck out of the neighborhood, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, put yourself in, in, a, in a better position. And that's the thing, you know, as we're talking about this, I mean, it's what I love about Celebrate Recovery is it's not, it's not focused solely on behavioral management. No. But we can't ignore that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we have to be mindful of um, what am I consuming? What am I listening to? What am I hearing? What am I seeing? Um, what am I allowing into my brain? We'll talk more about that as we go through this. But um, it's just understanding that I've got to put up some guardrails and we're not saying the guardrails will take care of everything because I got to deal with those unmet uh, emotional needs, the expectations, all that stuff, unmet expectations, whatever that is. Um, but this is to kind of just create some safety to keep me from staying stuck in that thorn bush yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. And just to be absolutely clear, because sometimes you know, some people can get a little confused on this when they first start recovery, especially when we're talking about practical things. The only way that we find healing and hope is through the grace of Jesus being made alive in our life. Mm -hmm. But then the practical side is that 
there is a real question of how are we posturing our hearts and our lives? Mm-hmm. Am I hanging out in those old neighborhoods? Am I changing the things that I need to change? Yeah. I have choices that I can make. And then the second question in, you know, we'll get into it to other ones, but this is a big question for me is what am I tolerating in my life? Mm-hmm. What am I letting in? Yeah. Uh, it's only through Jesus, but Jesus and his grace gives us the ability to walk with him practically day by day. Right. Yeah. I think, it, I think it is understanding, um, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to at least create a little bit of space between us and that thing that, that has us stuck. I mean, uh, celebrate recovery helps us to understand the good reasons why we go to that for comfort. Yeah. Right. And what does that provide that we've, we believe the lie that only, only this can comfort me. Jesus can't provide the kind of comfort that I need or strength or whatever. Um, so Andy, let's jump into the, we kind of talk about this cycle yeah. as we're, as we're trying to, um, you know, what is that? What is that? We have this healthy space that we're trying to walk in, uh, through this healthy neighborhood, so to speak. Um, and then we, we kind of walk, um, and maybe it's five minutes into our waking up. Yeah. We, now we've experienced some lies. Um, and sometimes those lies are to the point we started with, you're strong enough, uh, to do this on your own. You can, you can go hang out with the people, places and things that you've always done and, and you'll be able to manage this. So what are some of those lies that can kind of get us trapped uh, maybe in your life that you've seen or in your experience of working with other people uh, that you've heard that then can kind of get us stuck. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the biggest things, uh, one of the biggest lies for me in there was uh, how the things that I wanted to run to were just broadly speaking, and I'll get specific, but how the things that I wanted to run to we're going to fulfill these deep longings that I had. And so I feel, I feel lonely. Mm. Well, Hey, you can find some, some form of connection through pornography mm-hmm. or, Hey, you, you feel sad. Let me make you feel happy. You feel angry. Let me calm you down a little yeah. bit on this. And, but underneath that, there's even these, these lies that I've carried with me throughout my life that I am unlovable, mm. that, Nobody really does want to be around me, so I am lonely. That uh, God doesn't care about me and my situation. Otherwise, my situation wouldn't be happening the way that it is. Right. And, you know, all of these narratives that I've learned about myself and yeah. just day on just day on day life happens to trigger some of those wounds that I have in me, and then those lies start to pop up in practical ways. Yeah, I think the identity piece is a big one because. Um, or, you know, just that, yeah, how I see myself. And that's why I think it's so important. Principle seven is so important because if I can create space just to be with the Father, I can understand more clearly through prayer and meditation, through his word, uh, who he is, and have a greater understanding of who I am in relationship to him. 
So when those lies begin to come in, I can be able to combat that. So I want to take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll kind of see and kind of walk through what that looks like when those lies are not addressed and how that can kind of get us in a, a stuck place. So uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll kind of address that. Um, talking about developing a healthy escape plan. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Hey, family, don't face your hurts, hangups, and habits on your own. You have a safe space. We call it Celebrate Recovery. We meet at Fellowship Fayetteville. We meet at Fellowship Rogers. Friday night, same exact format, times, everything. Uh, You've got a a beautiful group of people that are welcome you at the front door and walk through this process we call recovery. Go to fellowshipcr.org for more information, and we hope to see you this Friday night, 6 p.m. for Connection Cafe Meals, 7 p.m. for the general meeting, fellowshipcr.org. Welcome back. Uh, right before the break, we were talking about those lies and kind of the identity piece. And, and the scary part, Andy, as we're kind of talking through this, is right behind the lies is the enemy's solution, yeah. right? Here's the action plan that will make you feel strong, that will make you feel comfort, that will make you feel a sense of security, that will give you a a better sense of identity, as we've talked on prior podcasts about the addictions. Um, Talk about temptation, how that kind of becomes the next progression in this process after the lies are kind of sitting and resonating in our minds. Yeah, yeah. it's, It's that point where my mind goes... Oh, I'm feeling this lie. I'm hearing it in my mind. I'm feeling a real or perceived felt need. Mm. And now here's my solution to make that feel better. And then I am tempted to go and numb out or protect myself or defend myself through whatever my habit of choice is. Mm. And so I feel, uh, I feel uh, upset. Uh, I feel like a failure because I didn't do great at work today. I got chewed out by my boss and you know what? I want to feel better. Yeah. Let's go to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. We were talking about this with a group recently. I don't know if it's the same now, but one of the most common search words on pornography search engines is lonely and love. Mm. And I mean, you were mentioned those lies. I feel unlovable. You know, when we feel unlovable, we'll find ourselves in a vulnerable place of wanting to do the very things that confirm what we're believing. Right? Yeah. I feel lonely. Uh, maybe this will give me a sense of of identity, and I have a purpose. And um, a lot of times, and and I've, I know you've probably heard this too, that sometimes we believe that the temptation means we've already failed yeah that if i'm being tempted right now that i must be so weak that i might as well give in what's been your experience with that well i know i've definitely fallen into that early in my recovery uh especially when i didn't have a good understanding of what temptation actually was and uh you know this idea that oh i'm having these uh, these thoughts that maybe I don't even, maybe even I don't even want them. Maybe there was a trigger that smacked me out of nowhere. 
And now I'm thinking about going and acting out. I'm thinking about going and using pornography or I think I'm going and uh, I want to fall back into some really strong codependent behaviors because something happened. And just because I have that strong urge or strong desire to, just because my thoughts are going to that place and maybe emotionally I feel like I'm spinning out in that place, it's possible to be in that place and still not have fallen back into a relapse. Yeah. And that. Well, and the shame, I mean, the enemy tries to keep it hidden, right? Yeah. Keep staying hiding. Um, if anybody finds out you're th- having these thoughts right now, what are they going to think of you? I mean, it's like that voice in our ear just yeah. whispering, um, you know, you shouldn't be, you you know, you should be better. How long have you been a Christian? How long have you been in recovery? Yeah. And, and just discouraging, defeated kind of a mindset. Well, and I think for me, what that shame did is it led me to one of two really unhealthy places. It's the place of white knuckling it. Mm-hmm. which is, uh, I can't let anybody know that I'm struggling with this. Oh my gosh, I need to shut down this desire and hold on to it as tight as I can and try and just manage it. Mm-hmm. Or it's the resignation aspect of, well, my mind's already in this place and I'm feeling terrible. And so what's the point of eating, even fighting right now? Right. And so it's making that agreement with the enemy of like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I do need this. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that's, that's where that strength versus wisdom just really is magnified because strength says, man, I, sh- I should be able to get through this on my own. I, I I'm not going to call cause I'm probably bugging them. That's a common one. I don't want to bother you. I know you're busy. It's like, no, I think you really don't want people to see where you are and we need to just call that out. It's like, this is where I am. I'm struggling. Um, and so that strength is saying, you know what? I'm not going to bug any. I'm not going to use the tools that I have. Yeah. I'm not going to go to God. I'm not going to use uh, my my recovery plan to call my accountability partner or uh, call a uh, a sponsor, uh, kind of a thing. So, so right behind that, uh, through that temptation, um, if we don't, that this is a cool thing to think about. We can, if we do reach out in that moment, we can address the lies and get back to a healthy space. And every time we do that, we get stronger for the next. Yeah. And there will be a next. And we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, but but when we don't, when we kind of sit in that and just try to white knuckle our way through that, acting out's right behind in it. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And so so just kind of continuing that process, we have the acting out. So now we're... Uh, if we're being honest, there's kind of an, a momentary relief there, but then right behind it is like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. I'm in it again. I'm in the thorn bush. Um, I didn't. I can't. Uh, you know, how do I get out of this thing? So, so then we kind of fall into this finger pointing. Yeah. Right. Well, my boss is being a jerk, so we kind of this accuse excuse mentality. We can get stuck there, can't we? Yeah, we can. <laughs> and you know what's interesting too is the more that I find myself in an unhealthy behavior, the shorter that moment of relief is. Yeah. And, uh, and then because I know for me, especially like in 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 my struggles with pornography or my struggles with alcohol, it was almost immediately after. Like, uh, yeah. And yeah, fallen into, because I know for me, there was such a, such a frustration that I did it again. Yeah. 
it happened again. Yeah. And so I don't like, I'm a, I'm a good addict, so I don't like taking ownership. And, <laughs> and so it's really, it's really easy to go, man, why did they have to build a liquor store on the way to my house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and in that accuse and excuse game, but we realize we can't stay in that space That's for forever. Right. Yeah. One, the irony of it is now we're in this accuse, excuse, excuse ourselves, accuse others, and guilt and shame comes right in behind it. And now it's magnifying those lies when, in essence, as it's been stated before, we're confirming those lies that we were believing that we kept to ourselves, that we're trying to white knuckle our way through. And now we're just in a place of hopelessness. Yeah. And, and just as we're thinking about that, that going clockwise through that cycle, you know, the ten, the lies, the temptation acting out, and now we're at accuse and excuse guilt and shame. And then we're at hopelessness. We don't have to go clockwise with that. We can go counterclockwise, bring somebody else into that. And we're going to be unpacking that in, in some of the uh, other podcasts that we'll have following this. But um, it's trying to understand this is a cycle that keeps me in the wrong neighborhoods. It keeps me uh, stuck. And we're trying to create new patterns. Andy, one of those passages that we were kind of chewing on is that 1 Corinthians 12, or excuse me, 10 verses 12 through 13. Can, why don't you read that out loud yeah. uh, just so we can hear God's word? Because I think it will kind of give us a little bit of clarity uh, as we're kind of moving into uh, the action plan. Yeah, I, I love this. This is such a key passage for for this topic and my recovery personally. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Hmm. So a couple things that jump out. One is, I love that be careful. So you have, thinking of it as kind of these bookends, standing and falling. Mm. If you think you're standing you don't want to fall, be careful. So other translations will say, take heed, watch yourself, um, be careful. The second thing that jumps out to me, Andy, is that, but when you are tempted, that's an important <laughs> statement there. Because yeah. I think we, we, we combine in this mindset, which is part of that strength versus wisdom. Wisdom says, I'm going to be tempted. Strength says, oh, I'm, I'm past that. When you are tempted, but when you are tempted, it says, uh, he will also provide a way out. So can we get our mind in a space that says, doesn't matter how long I've been re in recovery. I can remember talking to Mac Owen about this. Um, he's got 35 years sobriety, um, and he'll say the same thing. I'm one choice away from going back to that. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. 35, you haven't figured it out yet? It's not that you figured it out. It's just wisdom says, if I don't continue to seek the Lord, and that's the root of what we're saying here, work the recovery principles, which are based on God's word. We're applying God's word to our life. We will end up in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. And when we're tempted, we're going to fall. Yeah. If we're not being careful and watching ourselves. Thoughts on that yeah. passage, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, so the, 
it reminds me of time and time and time and time again in the Bible where it says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Hmm. He opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When I'm willing to admit that my best understanding of me standing firm probably doesn't cut it. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I'm, when I do what I can to stay careful, to live with wisdom, to seek the wisdom that God gives me, that keeps me from falling back into those things I don't want to fall into. Right. Because guess what? It's not if temptation comes, <laughs> it is when it comes. If Jesus was tempted <laughs> by the by Satan in the desert, like, of course he's going to try and trip us up. Yeah. And and so it's it diffuses that shame. It reminds me to stay uh to stay needy for God mm-hmm. in my life. And then what I also love too is the way that it dis- it just diffuses more shame. Hey, by the way, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. My my personal translation of that is there is nothing that you struggle with that you're ever truly alone in hmm. because any temptation that you fall into, it's common to man. Yeah. Somebody's dealt with it. And then the character of God in the middle of that, mm-hmm. God is faithful. Yeah, When you're tempted, he will provide a way out. In any temptation, God gives us an eject button. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he gives us a way to grow through that, yeah. um, and that that's so important to our faith. And that's why principle seven again is so important. So, so in this series of podcasts, we're going to be unpacking what is the be careful, the take heed, to watch yourself. What are those things? And and just as you were talking, it it, it struck me uh, in principle six when we're talking about amends and forgiveness. It's interesting. It it, it makes the point in that that principle that. When we disappoint, when we hurt, when we cause harm, then we repair our side of the street. And I think one of those back to that cycle, the lies are, oh, man, I I didn't think I was ever going to hurt anybody again. (sighs) I must be maybe I'm not as far along as I thought. And then we get in that vulnerable spot that just kind of struck me when you were talking about that. But. Well, Andy, we'll wrap up this one. And again, we're going to continue this series uh, talking through it. But thanks for, for walking us through, helping us kind of set the table for for the next uh, couple podcasts as we're talking through that, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, I uh, hope this has been uh, helpful for you, just kind of setting the table. Um, remember, if you want to if you want to keep standing and growing and you don't want to fall, we have to be careful. We have to take heed. And it's not about walking in strength but walking in wisdom and so that's what we're trying to unpack for you so that you can do the work to understand the good reasons why you go to that the both of those are important and so working your recovery bringing it to jesus to connect with him by setting some boundaries so that you can uh, walk in that healthy space so i hope this has been helpful if you're in this process earlier you want to join this process Hey, come see us at Celebrate Recovery Friday night, uh, fellowshipcr.org for more information. We would be honored to walk in this process with you, and we hope and pray that you'll join us in that. Hey, thanks for being with us today, and we hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.